everyone and good afternoon. Welcome to another Dr. Jill Live episode. I'm here with my friend Mark Tager and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. Um, if you have, want to catch our other episodes, we've got over 100 on my YouTube channel just under my name. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you've been enjoying this podcast and the amazing guests that I have, um, you can certainly go there and give us a rating and review and uh, help us reach more people. Um, Dr. Tiger, it is so exciting to be here with you today. Thank you for taking the time to join me and share about your new book. My pleasure. It's great to be with you, Jill. You too. Um, you, uh, years ago, I remember us doing work on just speaking and training, and you've trained lots and lots of physicians. <laughs> so we've got a long relationship and have, of knowing each other and knowing in all these different worlds. And I'm super excited to hear about your latest project. Before I do, I'm going to formally introduce you so people know who you are and what you've been doing. Um, Dr. Tiger is one of the country's leading health educators. He's most passionate about building skin health and beauty through combinations of personalized nutrition, intelligent supplementation, and aesthetic treatment. He served as a founding vice president of marketing for Reliant Technology, where he launched the Fraxel Laser and introduced the science of fractional uh, photothermalysis. Is that right? <laughs> thermolysis. It's Thank a big you. word. Fractional thermolysis. 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 Two physicians around the world. He's also served as chief medical officer for uh, Cineron, um, and most recently created the 40-hour CME course on personalized nutrition for practitioners on behalf of the American Nutrition Association. He serves as Director of Practice Management for Miami Cosmetic Surgery and is on the faculty of Duke Integrative Medicine. His most recent book, Feed Your Skin Right, Personalized Nutrition Plan for Radiant Beauty, and he did his medical training at Duke and family practice at the University of Oregon. He now lives in San Diego. Um, and just absolutely delighted to have you, Dr. Tiger. So many fun accolades. Um, I always love story as you do too. Tell me, how did you get into skin? How did you get into way back in the years ago, you were teaching physicians how to speak and how to do their businesses. And this is more of a recent journey. Tell me more about how you got here. Well, I, I still do this, the training of physicians, healthcare professionals to be powerful, irresistibly powerful communicators. But my passion for nutrition goes back uh, to medical school, where uh, I started the first nutrition training class for medical students in the United States. Now, even today, physicians only get about 17 hours of nutrition training in their entire experience. And so I researched, uh, did some research with a biochemist, and yeah. that got me really looking at uh, this whole field of personalized nutrition. From there, I moved into integrative medicine, where I set up an Institute of Preventive Medicine in Portland, Oregon, and directed health promotion for Kaiser Permanente in the Northwest. About 20 years ago, uh, I got involved with aesthetics, and I just thought, wow, this is interesting. And I was invited to become the chief marketing officer for a laser company called the Fraxel Laser, where you put these little tiny 150 micron holes in the skin to rejuvenate and resurface it. So now I've sort of had uh, half of my life is an integrative functional and half of my life is in aesthetics. And this book, uh, Feed Your Skin Right, is really my attempt to bring it together. Gosh, I love that, Dr. Tiger, because for me, I've always like I don't like the term anti-aging because it's like we're fighting against something that's inevitable, right? Like we all age. <laughs> exactly. And I loved when I first moved to Boulder, I felt like I found my tribe because 
compared to maybe LA, which no harm against LA or Miami, some of these cities that are known for lots of cosmetic procedures and plastic surgery, I have no problem with that. So if you're listening, you've had no problem at all. But for me personally, I'm like, how do I age well? I want to have wonderful skin. And like you talked about from the inside out, it starts there. But I have no problem with microneedling or some of these kinds of laser things sure. as long as we're optimizing the actual skin. Um, so tell us a little about, you've obviously had lots of experience with nutrition. We'll talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about lasers. But where do you start with the skin? How do you have this glowing, not anti-aging, but beautifully well-aged skin? Uh, so I get asked the same four questions that I've been mm -hmm. asked years and years and years. What should I eat? Yeah. What supplement should I take? What topicals should I apply? And what procedure should I have? Mm -hmm. And everyone wants a really quick answer. What do I do? What do I do? And there is an easy answer. It depends. Mm -hmm. It depends. You know, there's no other person on the planet with skin that's the same as yours. So we all need a personalized approach. Most of it, 60, 70% is what you eat. Now, you know, you and I both know that as clinicians, if we see a patient, we cannot out supplement their crappy diet. Yes. It just is not going to happen. So most of the beauty from within really starts with, with diet. And then on top of that, you want intelligent supplementation. Now, how do you determine intelligent supplementation? You look at your nutrigenomics. You look at food sensitivities. You look at the microbiome. Um, and you start to craft a program that's just right for you. Mm -hmm. So we spent all this time and energy and maybe $150 billion smearing stuff on our yeah. face. Yeah. Most of it just sits at the, the on the top of the skin. Yeah. And uh, look, there's a lot of things that are important molecules that get into the skin. But in reality, the best way to get important nutrients into the skin is through the gut, into mm -hmm. the bloodstream and tickling the vagus nerve to hit, to innervate the skin as well. Mm -hmm. Such a great answer because like you, I've been through my journey of, I had cancer and then Crohn's and then mold illness. And I, my skin has reflected certain times. Now you see it's pretty clear, but I can tell you all the different things, gut wise, toxin wise, that had massively affected. And if you would have seen me maybe six or seven years ago at the worst of the mold, I was full of cystic acne. I mean, I really, and I knew it was a gut problem because there was um, fungal metabolites and bacterial metabolites and then the toxin problem. So I love that you talk about that because no amount of product would fix that when I was in my worst, it really came from. And I always say like, especially when it's an environmental toxin or a gut issue, it took six to 18 months to heal for most people, right? It takes a while. Absolutely. And, you know, you can see some of that you can see starting really early. Take acne. Yeah. Um, and be it perimenopausal or mm -hmm. teenage. You've got people, I mean, the three foods that we know contribute are sugar, dairy, and unhealthy fats. Throw into that a little zinc deficiency, toss in some hormones, stir it up, and you got those pimples a popping. Yeah. And, and so we see that. So I think even just starting young, getting people to, to work on their diet, particularly sugar, I think is really such an evil because it, it because of the glycation. Yes. You know, when we when we have sugar attached to hemoglobin, we have A1C. We see that as a marker for diabetes. Well, we also have hemoglobin, uh, excuse me, we also have sugar that attaches to collagen. Mm -hmm. And when it does that, it makes the collagen more brittle. And that's translated into fine lines, wrinkles, these little guys here mm -hmm. that yeah. a lot of people get, crepiness in the cheeks. 
So it's really funny. I, I will sit with the same patient, usually a female, but not always. Uh -huh. And say, you know, if you don't clean up your diet, look at this A1C of eight. If you don't clean up your diet, you know, you're going to get a heart attack or a stroke or diabetes. But then that same person, you'll say, do you know, if you don't cut down the sugar, you're going to make your wrinkles worse. So, and they it, listen, it's, right? All of a sudden, and, listen, it's, <laughs> and and I think for our, for our practitioners listening yeah. today, yeah. I, you know, we all strive to get our patients into this room called wellness, yeah. well-being, optimal health. Well, you know, one of the biggest doors, in fact, you could drive a truck through it, yeah. is aesthetics, vanity, and how we look. Yeah. So I, I really. I really think it's it's time for these disciplines to come together. It's time for for the aesthetic professionals to do a process of inquiry. It's time for the integrative folks to do a process of inquiry to start helping patients and guiding them to beautiful skin from within. Uh, I love it. And I love it because like you said, I'm always with a patient and I may look at their numbers for cholesterol, their numbers for diabetes or their numbers for inflammation. And that's my concern because I know where that leads to. But I always have to check in with them. What matters to you? And it might be like walking one more mile, mile to be able to walk with their grandchild or it might be like it's something very practical. And when it comes to our billboard to the world, right? I'll just tell you a really quick story, Mark. I remember sure. again in the worst of the mold, I had literally red uh, bleeding circles around my eyes because so much inflammation. And I remember like sitting in a car one day and like, I couldn't even go into the meeting I was going to go into because I was crying and thinking, I'm supposed to be a healer. And my billboard, my walking face to the world looks horrendous. People, no mm -hmm. one would believe that I can heal because I can't heal myself right now. And of course it was just time and inflammation and the mold, but I love that you say that because every one of us is a walking billboard to our internal health systems. And so even though, even if we think cosmetics don't matter, they do because that vibrancy and the shine and the way we show up in the world is a huge portion is our skin, right? This does matter. So I just want to validate because it seems maybe superficial. Yeah. I don't think it is. I it's not superficial at all. Not at all. I mean, it, it reflects on our self-esteem. It, yeah. is, it is the mirror of how healthy we are inside yeah. as well. And, you know, I, I think that that when I talk about procedures, I mean, of course, I live in the West, on the left coast, yeah, the West yeah. Coast, and there is a lot of really bad plastic surgery and a lot of people undergo a lot of procedures. What I talk about in the book in Feed Your Skin Right are those procedures and those things that are biostimulatory. Yes. So, you know, if you do hyaluronic acids, if you do neurotoxins, yeah. if you for the most part, the facials that we usually yeah. do, derma, microdermabrasion, that's all external. That's all the epidermis. Yeah. But when we start stimulating the dermis mm -hmm. to produce more collagen and elastin and something called GAGs, glycosaminoglycans, mm. big word. Yeah. It's a good sugar and a good protein that gets together and attracts and holds water. Water, so, yes. <laughs> that's what a high, that's what they, when they inject hyaluronic acid, that's in fact what they're doing, but you can do that naturally. And the way you do that is to provide your body with those nutrients. Mm -hmm. Now, so what do you need for grace? Well, let's, yeah, let's, so you said no sugar, no uh, bad fats, no um, dairy. And I would say gluten yeah. would be a trigger I, for some people. I, I, for gluten, certainly it's it's some a trigger. People. It's a trigger for the 1% with celiac and the 6% yeah. with, uh, with uh, non-celiac non gluten sensitivity. Um, so but, that's the no list. Let's talk about what to add. Yeah. You know, 
The great thing about the pandemic was I went from being a, a city, New York City boy mm -hmm. to and traveling 150 to 200,000 miles a year for the 37 years I've been married. Mm -hmm. And I stayed home for two years and I built a garden. And I'm out in my garden and I, I, I go out in the morning, I leave my phone in the house, you know, and I talk to the plants, but then I look at all these different colors and I think there are 5,000 phytonutrients in these plants whose job it is to protect the plants from UV damage. And then these plants are going to give me the fiber that the good bugs in my gut need to chomp on and create not just butyrate, which heals the lining of the gut, which is important for the enterocytes, but also the acetate and the propionate that goes into the circulation and is so important for the skin barrier, the, the healthy barrier. You know, we've got leaky gut, and I know you've talked about this. You are one of the world's experts, but we also have leaky skin. Yeah. And these are both parts of the innate immune system and we've got to have nice tight junctions in the skin as well. Wow. So plants, obviously, this is a core. Plants, I totally agree. Plants, plants, Variety, plants. multicolored, leafy greens, um, making sure. What would you say fats? We talked about the bad fats. What What would you say? Yeah. Hidden so, fat? You know, the real issue was before World War II, the ratio of the essential fatty acids, there's two kinds, it's actually three, but yeah. the omega-6 to omega-3, it was a ratio of about three to one. Well, after World War II, with all the refined corn oil and safflower and sunflower oil and all the processed food, that ratio, and you've seen it in patients, wow. it jumps up to 18, 20 to 1. And the problem for that, we talk a lot about an anti-inflammatory diet. Right. Now, what happens is when you get that imbalance of all those omega-6s, they get shunted down a pathway that creates inflammatory molecules, prostaglandins. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you really want to get those guys down and the omega-3s up. So you want to lean on sardines and, and salmon and, and flaxseed uh, and then the monounsaturated oils, olive, avocado. And I think that's just a great, great, great way to, to help protect the skin barrier because all of those are protective of the skin barrier. And also uh, the, the myelin sheath of nerves as well. My other pet peeve, I'm going to give you my, my rant. Yeah. <laughs> One of my rants is... Uh, 92% of Americans do not get the estimated average requirement for choline. Choline yeah. is an essential fat. It is critical for the myelin sheaths, mm -hmm. for the coatings of the nerves. And for about yeah, two, three decades now, we go and we get egg white omelets. Now, some people are obviously have some issues with the protein in eggs. We'll put that aside. But for most of us, those the calories in the yolk come from fats, oh, yes. yeah. but they comes from choline and it comes from the B vitamins yes. and all the stuff we need for skin, hair, yes. nails, and healthy nerves we've been throwing out. Right. So if for your listeners, please skip the egg white omelets. I love this. So I just want to repeat a couple of important things. And I just, it's funny, just a few days ago, I was thinking about fats and how do we like talk to patients about these. I think the two biggest culprits that probably have the most um, bad fats in them would be fried foods of any sort, especially commercially eating out and then commercial dressings. And this is literally, you go to any, I'm not going to name names, but even your organic um, stores and markets, 
I just looked at the shelf and I found one organic olive oil-based dressing, one, one out of even all these good organic brands. They use safflower, sunflower, they use canola, which is horrendous. And I want to just say that out loud, because if you're not either making your dressing or using something simple with olive oil or avocado base, um, those commercial dressings. And if you have a salad every single day, it adds up. I think of it like the car with the oil change, right? You get the wrong oils. And these are literally the cell membranes, the phospholipids that, that yes. communicate. And so if you have the wrong trans or saturated, or even the wrong types of seed oils, um, you are going to affect your brain, your nervous system, your skin. And so I love saying those two things because it gets practical to the listener, um, fried foods, and your commercial dressings. Those Absolutely. are the culprits, right? And also when you look at all of those commercially produced foods, yeah. look at that line item that says added sugars. Yeah. Yes. The average American takes in a hundred grams of added sugar a day. Yeah. And it really should make up about 10% of the daily intake of it. So that would be 200 uh, grams, uh, excuse me, uh, 200 calories or yeah. about 40 grams. Yeah. So you want to keep that sugar added sugar consumption at 40 grams and under. So I think that's important. The fats are important. Yeah. Uh, there are some ceramides also, you know, in, in, in dermatology, we use ceramides after invasive procedures yeah. to, to for sure. barrier protection, but there are also ceramides that come from rice and peach ingredients that are, that are very nice as well. So I think those can be uh, important also. Love that. And again, the little thing practical for the listener, because these are just coming to mind, like tips that I've learned. I eat a real clean diet, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free and all this stuff, whatever. But I think the more important thing is like, if I go to a restaurant, sauces, marinades, dressings, those are things that have added sugar and the wrong fats. And if you tend to, even if you're eating out and you eliminate sauces, marinades, and dressings, those are the things that are like the, you know, topping on the cake. And, exactly. and so, and those usually have the culprit. So you can actually ask the chef to make your fish or make your salmon without the sauces, the marinades needs the dressings and things. And when you get to the salad, if you always ask for olive oil and vinegar, you're pretty safe. And it's simple, but it's not simple because otherwise there's lots of dangerous things if you eat out a lot. So my go-to is all olive oil, a little balsamic, yeah. a little Dijon mustard, and a tiny bit of honey with a little oh, salt and pepper. And, and that's the uh, go-to salad dressing in the, in the Tager house. Sometimes I will substitute the le lemon for the yeah. balsamic. But I, I can't remember buying a commercial salad dressing, uh, at least for the last 20 years. I, 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 it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, it, it is laden with all the wrong stuff. And I think you could make it better yourself. Okay. I love this. This is going to be a recipe. We're going to have to post underneath like Dr. Mark Tager's simple recipe. They're, they're simple. It's so simple. Skin salad dressing, right? The <laughs> like, skin salad dressing. Oh, healthy exactly. skin. This is exactly. awesome. So we talked about nutrients, talk about what to eat, what not to eat. Then you talked about what to put on your face. And let's talk a little about that, like the things there. And then we can talk yeah, about- Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I advocate uh, a four-part process. I mean, certainly barrier sun sunblock. And you want to go with a, with a mineral-based block. Mm -hmm. You want to keep away from these avabenzones and these, Lord knows we don't need more chemicals right. on our skin. I mean, if you look at the average woman probably puts on 15 products on her skin and mm -hmm. scalp every day, and we just don't need more bad stuff. So, uh, you know, zinc, titanium, uh, mineral block, and you want to find one that you're going to use. It's not chalky. So, uh, you know, there's, I, I vary, I've got three or four that I like that they're pretty light. So that's that. And then for many people, 
a retinol is a really good thing. Because, you know, normally our skin turns over about every 35, 36, up to 40 days. As you age, it turns over slower. The retinols increase the speed at which your skin turns over. Now, it's tricky because you've got to find the right one for you. It can be very irritating, very drying. You put a little bit on at night. Uh, maybe you do it intermittently, mm -hmm. uh, hit and relax, hit and relax mix it up with exfoliation, but that's a trial and error process. Now there's some people with really sensitive skin that just can't do retinols. That's just the way it is. The next thing you're gonna to wanna to do is, is look at the bioactive molecules. And there you've got a choice. And this is a trial and error process because you don't know what's gonna work best from you. So you've got a hand of cards. We've got peptides, growth factors, exosomes, vitamin C, vitamin A, the B vitamins, um, uh, herbal products, herbal ingredients. And it's really just a matter of finding out what kind of works for you. So I think that those are the components. Uh, you need some barrier protection. Obviously, you need a good moisturizer. I don't think that people need something for underneath my eyes and my left ear lobe versus my right ear lobe. And, you know, most of the product that's moisturizer is really there to, to sort of keep the water in at night. And you need thicker stuff at night than you use in the daytime. Daytime, obviously, you can have your, your SPF. Nighttime, you're going to go with your retinols. I love it. What a beautiful overview. And like you said, it is trial and error. One thing is, I'm just going to tell you a little funny trick that I learned um, is I took capsules of NAD and I would take a little of the powder and put it in my hyaluronic acid. And it was one of the best um, results on my yeah. personal skin that I've ever had. Um, so I love the idea of NAD. In fact, we developed a little bit of a NAD serum and cream, but the idea is you could literally take powder from NAD and put it in your yeah. Uh, in fact, there are, I, I didn't mention NAD mm -hmm. in, in, in my litany of all the bioactives. NAD is uh, really important and there's some good products out there. Or as you mentioned, you can, you can open a little bit. Yeah, I was just playing. I love to science experiment on myself. So I was just like, wow, this stuff is really good. So, yeah, yeah, so let's yeah. talk lasers and procedures. Cause I love playing with lasers and I've done some of those myself, nothing invasive, nothing like with any knives, but I like, I do enjoy like micro needling some of those things. Tell yeah. me from an expert like you, I'd love to know with the women out there who are wanting to maybe delve into that a little bit, what would be kind of the few things that are, that you'd most likely be recommending? So we, we are intentionally wounding the skin, right? We're creating a, uh, an inflammation mm -hmm. which stimulates healing. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to go back to another pet peeve, then I'll come back to this okay, in a minute. Perfect. A lot of people take collagen, collagen peptides, and they think this collagen is going to go right here and it's going to find this area right. where it needs support. That's not going to happen. Right. One of the purposes of, of wounding the skin, particularly when we do it with heat, with huh? thermal uh, heat, heat, uh, wounding, we get the collagen in, in the skin to shorten and unravel, essentially die, it, it, uh -huh. it becomes dead. And it becomes a scaffold on which new collagen is made. Now that new collagen is made with the amino acids that come into the bloodstream, plus vitamin C and iron. And we need those. So without vitamin C, yeah. without, which we don't get enough of, right. without iron, which many women don't get enough of, we're not going to make collagen. But that wounding, 
gives the body the instructions. It says, hey, gang, let's come, come on over here. <laughs> come on over here and let's make it better than ever. Yeah. We call that process collagen remodeling. Okay. And it takes actually sometimes in many procedures, six, eight, 10, 12 weeks before we actually see the end result. Now, we created with the fractal laser, the very first fractional remodeling. So in other words, before then, we used to take off whole sheets of yeah. skin. And you, if you went too deep, you can get a, a white porcelain face. Uh, it, there was a long healing time. So we created these little tiny wounds that were the width of a hair follicle. Mm -hmm. And we actually hit about 20% of the skin with a treatment. But the heat down in the dermis actually heated the entire dermis up. Wow. And created something called heat shock proteins, which mm -hmm. participated in the response. So now we can wound the skin with heat, cold, uh, radio frequency is also a heat. We can do it ultrasound. We can do it mechanically with mm -hmm. microneedling. Now we started off with microneedling. And now they've added radio frequency to it mm -hmm. to get a thermal response. And I think that for you know, for many people, this is a probably a pretty good, it's a pretty safe, these are yeah. for the most part, safe procedures in the hands of a, a, a competent sure. person. Yeah. And it's good to stimulate. Uh, it's also good to take some of the, the brown spots off and these may perhaps pre -can potentially cancerous, precancerous lesions to get skin resurfacing. So that's a good thing. So I, I'm an advocate for that. Um, I think there, there are some other devices that are interesting to me some of these low uh light uh low led level light therapies are interesting for getting mitochondrial stimulation and you can are you talking that. like red light types of therapies Is yeah that yeah yeah and but and there's i mean there's good science there mm -hmm. uh it, it it takes a while you've got to commit to it but yeah. there's you know, certainly if I take, if you took someone for a procedure and they're really red and they're inflamed, yeah. you could stick them under red light. 30 minutes later, it looks like almost nothing's happened to them. Yeah. So it does bring down inflammation. So I think some of these uh, low level light treatments are, are good as well. Um, yeah. And, so they also like the low level. I've seen so many devices for sale at home versus the other things you need to have a professional, but it feels to me like some of the red light therapies people could safely do at home. Would you say yeah, that? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, but there is an issue with this as well, because, yeah. you know, there's, uh, there's so many devices on yeah. the marketplace right. and say, oh my goodness. Uh, and they're just flooding their companies that flood the market. You don't know what you've got. Right. A few good reputable companies that uh, whose products I like, uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of junk out there too. So, uh, and it does take a little time to sit. I mean, there uh -huh. are others that you know that cover the whole face. Uh, having a great esthetician yeah. is, is is really. Uh, I agree. Someone that the first thing you said that I loved is that you really have to personalize it. And I feel like too, and I have products too for patients yeah. for skincare, but it's so individualized because everybody's skin is different and you have to see what worked for you and what, you know, um, and what kind of outcome you want and what you're willing to do or pay. Cause these things all cost money too. They all cost um, money. Right. So you and know, we haven't talked about the one thing that you and I know a lot about and you know more than I do and that's supplements. Yes. Let's talk so about we that. Talked about food <laughs> yep. and we jumped to topicals yeah. and then we went to lasers but there's this whole big chunk in the middle that 
you know, we haven't talked about. And uh, you would, you know more about this field than I, but we can have a very fun discussion on this. So mention that you can't out supplement a crappy diet. Yeah. But supplementation really needs to be intelligent. Yeah. You know, you need to understand why you're taking a supplement. And for me, the professional brand supplements, the ones that or the ones that are created with your line, for example, where you've really paid attention to sustainability and purity and track traceability and quality, and there's no contaminants in yeah. there. All of that is where there's enormous confusion in the marketplace. What do I take? Do I need supplements? Don't I need supplements? Right. Should I take a specific supplement for skin health and beauty? Yeah. 60 to 80% of people say they're taking a multivitamin, right? Yeah. But should they take something for skin health and beauty? And then how do they determine who needs a little bit more zinc or more vitamin D or more vitamin E or who has the tendency to break down collagen faster? So you know, I want to mention really quick on the multi and then you have this thing going so importantly, I don't interrupt you, but multi, I wanted to say, I have my pet peeve. I am not a fan of multivitamins because generally there are good quality ones out there. Don't get me wrong. And if someone that's all they're going to take, like a 18 year old kid, and that's all we can get him to take, that's okay. But the truth is so often it's this one size fits all. And it's actually low levels of everything. And some people don't need example, extra vitamin, you know, D or something or whatever, they might have a, a polymorphism genetic thing. And some people need way more of riboflavin or niacin or way more of vitamin yeah. C. So I like, I always think of it as like a chef in the kitchen, like I'm cooking and I'm creating a recipe for my patients. But I just wanted to mention too, I'm sometimes multivitamins, if that's all you're going to do is okay. But I will say I'm not a huge fan. I'm much more a fan of targeted nutrition. And I hope that's okay to say here live, but I think it's really important. We, I am in violent agreement with you uh, because, uh, you know, I use the term intelligent supplementation. Yes, yes. Now, for example, uh, let's take nutrigenomics. There's mm -hmm. two pieces to it. Your genes determine how you metabolize, how you handle nutrients. It, it, it's why you may like the taste of cilantro. It tastes mm -hmm. like soap to me. Yes. You may handle alcohol, caffeine, alcohol. You may detoxify it, break it down differently than I do. So that's that one piece. And the other piece, of course, is that foods turn on or off the genes that yeah. make us healthy or ill. But the other point about that is, I think skin nutrigenomics, nutrigenomics in general, can really provide some very helpful information. I use myself as an example. My vitamin D, left to its own devices, is about 18. Wow. So when it should be 50, 60, 70, particularly in an era of, of, of infectious disease. Mark, do you have the and VDR I'm, mutation? Is it the VDR? Oh, I've got two. I've got the GC. I've got Me too. two mutations, <laughs> as does my daughter. I'm, I'm just so, like you, so totally understand this. So if I say to people, you know, I take 50,000 units a week, yeah. they say, oh, oh my goodness, you're overdosing yourself. You're going... And you know what that 50,000 gets me to about 50. Yeah. So it gets me to just about where I need to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think that this concept of individual variability in terms of our needs for vitamin C, yeah. zinc, how we handle sugar, how we handle caffeine. You know, you hear these stories, 
caffeine is bad for you. Caffeine is great for you. Right. Caffeine doesn't do anything. And they're all true. It depends it's on true. your cytochromes, right? And your exactly. <laughs> it depends on how yeah. good your yeah. liver is at yeah. metabolizing that. Now, fortunately, I got good genes from my mom and dad, so I can drink coffee. a lot of coffee. Me too. On my 11th, this is my 11th <laughs> book, and I couldn't have done it without the coffee. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so new, so um, I, I heard you say vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc. Um, what are some of like again? This is very personalized, <clears throat> so sure. you just go out without your doctor's recommendations. But what would be kind of like maybe the top five that are so core that you can't live without if you're not getting them from your food? Yeah, you know, the they call essential fatty acids essential yeah. because they're essential. Yeah. Uh, vitamin C, we've lost the ability to manufacture that. Plus. So much of the food that we get that is trucked in and yeah. oxidized, there's just not a lot of vitamin C in there. So you really have to work hard. And if you've got a genetic variant mm -hmm. that says you need more than just this recommended amount, or if you're a vegan, a vegetarian, and you really, you know, you got to work to create that that uh, collagen from the, the 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 three amino acids, and you need vitamin C. That's important. I think we've seen people with zinc and yeah. vitamin E. It's a little challenging on the vitamin E because most of the, the research has been done on the alpha tocopherol mm -hmm. side of vitamin E. And there's a whole nother movement that said, you know, maybe it's not the alpha, the tocopherols, yeah. maybe it's the, the tocotrienols that are the most important. So we, we're in this sort of shifty phase now where we can look at the genes for the uh, tocopherols. We're not sure that means as much. So vitamin E certainly is important. But then we also have genes that accelerate collagen breakdown. So if you've got a gene that accelerates what's called MMP, uh -huh. which breaks down collagen, you know, that just says that you need to pay more attention to that. Or if you have a gene for increasing pigmentation uh -huh. or glycation, uh -huh. if you got the gene for... Uh, for increased glycation or the creation of glycation end products, advanced AGEs, well, that's kind of good feedback to know. Now, ultimately, you have to change your behavior. Yeah, You're going to have to change what you eat. You're going to have to change your exercise. You're going to have to get a good night's sleep. You're going to have to learn to manage stress. And then you can take, once you're done with all that good stuff, the hard stuff, the supplements, the easy part. Yeah. I mean, that, that's easy. The hardest thing is getting people to, to make, you know, I, I sit and I, for years, I've counseled people in lifestyle. And as, as you do, and so many of our listeners are professionals, we sit in that room, we make eye contact, mm -hmm. we lean in, we mirror their body and, and we're, we attend, we're right there in our presence. And the real question in our minds is what's it going to take to turn on that light in the minds and hearts of that other person so they get it, yeah. so they start caring for themselves. So, and, and that is the big behavior change riddle that we all deal with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this though, because the topic is so relevant because we all want to, again, that billboard to the world. And this is really relevant uh, to my listeners, to all the people you've taught. Such wonderful practical advice. I would expect nothing less from you, Mark. <laughs> Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Where can they get? Yeah. So let's do a couple of things. Yeah. First, I have to tell you a story. This yes. is the cover of the book. Awesome. Now I went and I gave a talk to 200 female, mainly female mm -hmm. estheticians. And I had five covers 
And I said, which one do you guys like the best? The one that I liked the best came in least. It wow. was no one liked it. And and this was the majority. Uh, and show us one more time now that we know. Yeah, so this now you know the story. This was the cover. Oh, interesting because it's like all the good stuff. It around. just popped and it related. And it's I I love it. Isn't I had something funny? that was much more clinical than that. And yeah, I'm Dr. Tager. Right. right. <laughs> I love it. And, love and then it. said, No, it needs to be fun. So I uh, you can get me at DRM Tager. Perfect. Professionals can hit me up on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I've got a website called drtager.com and you can Perfect. find it. And, and I've got a course there. And, the, and the books and the books on Amazon. That's, that's the best way to get books. And then I'm creating an online course that'll be out in about two months called Inside Skin Beauty. It's uh, for professionals and it's uh, nine hours of how to put a beauty from within course uh, program into your practice so oh, i love that mark i'll be sure and share this with our, po our professional yeah, um, and i want to learn more because it's funny that's the one thing i'd love to expand in my own clinic is more aesthetics because again you feel good inside i can do the inside part with my eyes closed right but i want to do more for people who and it's funny because i have a big compassion because i've been to where my face looks so awful yeah. reflecting my inner health and I know how it feels so shameful to go out in public and you look you know acne or whatever so I have a lot of passion for that too for people suffering because the chronic illness often does affect our skin and yeah. uh, so love what you're doing what would be one last takeaway or thing that you'd give to our listeners um, from this area or from any area of your life just any sort of takeaway that we can give to the listeners Okay, we're going deeply philosophical here. Before I do that, though, I will say that having known you all these years, I've never seen you do anything but glow from the inside out. So <laughs> always, I mean, your presence is is magnificent and powerful and engaging. And uh, you. you could probably be covered with pimples and I would never know it because you glow from the inside out. Oh, thank you. you know, I, we'll go back to my little story about the garden. And and what I kind of get from that, in addition to the mindfulness and the being there and, you know, just blotting everything else. And, and I thought about this, and that is personal growth is an analog process. It's not digital. It's not overnight. It is this gradual, you know, I guess I'm Chauncey Gardner, but it is this analog process of going out and pruning and and looking at adding a little water and adding a little fertilizer and watching things day to day grow and change and, and having a little feedback. So it's it's the doing and the feedback in a sort of an analog process in which you're attending and your intention is is one of personal growth and development. Oh, I love that. What a great way to end because it can it encompasses everything, everything we talked about in all areas. I love the garden analogy. And I love your work. And I would say the same for you, Mark. You glow and bring such a beautiful energy to everyone around you. You inspire myself and, and so many other positions. Thank you for your work and presence in the world. And um, I love that we can talk about this and I can keep supporting you here as well. Same here. Thanks so much, Jill. You're welcome.